have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 104 of We Have a Hulk podcast where we talk all things TV, film and sometimes comic books. I'm your YouTube host, Nicola. And I'm your co-pilot, Chris. And what are we going to be talking about in this week's episode then, Chris? Right, well, we're trying to keep this one short because Nicola's not feeling too great. No. <laughs> and also we need to do it now because we won't be able to do another one for two weeks. So um, <laughs> It's got... now or never, guys. It's now or never, guys. What's that song? <laughs> <laughs> it's now or never. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So we'll try and keep it short. Do you want um, sweet? So, you know, we'll to see the point. how it goes. Yeah. We're not going to do our whole topics this week. No, sorry. We're so just trying that's... to kind of run through it because I don't know whether I sound like an old person or do I sound like one of those sexy colds, you know? <laughs> you don't sound any different to oh, okay. me. But... <laughs> I feel different. I don't know. Never different. mind. That's, okay. that's the important yes. thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. So what are you going to be talking about in this week's episode then, Chris? Right, Nicola. We've got Home of the Hulks, mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World Review, Lego Movie 2. Review. Um, Interview with Taylor Hickson, who plays Petra in Deadly Class, which is a show that we've been loving so far. Yes. New show. Great. Would recommend that one. Um, We've got our competition. So we're going to announce the two winners for our previous one, which was Upgrade on DVD. Mm -hmm. And then we've got our new competition, which, because Doom Patrol is coming out, we thought we'd give away a signed pop of Cyborg. A side pop. A side pop. What's a side pop? A signed pop. Signed. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Of Cyborg, the Justice League version. Yes. But it's relevant. (laughs) Yeah, true. I mean, it's the same sort of character, right? Played by a different... So it's signed by Ray Fisher from Justice League. So the actual film, not the guy from Doom Patrol. Right. Just to make that clear. Yes. And then we've got our outro. So every time. It's down, so I just read it. <laughs> okay, so at home with the Hulk. So what I've been watching, reading and doing the past week then. Past week? Past two weeks, Chris. This is going really well, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> this is gonna be an amazing episode. Yeah, we apologize for this one, but yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Um so doing, we went to see how you how to train your dragon three. Yes. with some friends and um so danica and rob mm-hmm. and nando's as well mm. so that was good good times good times <laughs> yep i've finished digitizing our caricatures mm-hmm. so um i've started adding them to some of our like social images and whatnot Ooh. so yeah. you're there as well aren't you because it, yes. it's me in the interviews yes and you're going to appear somewhere um i'm just gonna put it on like our banners and stuff oh, i okay. think so yeah. just us two okay i haven't animated my one yet i don't know if i will we'll see Um, I've been printing some more stuff on my 3D printer Mm -hmm. so I printed that custom we have a Hulk signage for our studio yeah it looks good yeah are you going to put it up on the wall or something I think so yeah so we're still not quite finished with the studio I'm thinking of maybe adding some um, like corner things like what just like you know like some small (laughs) corner things (laughs) Um, (laughs) very descriptive (laughs) like some shelving you know just some very well Maybe. Well, okay. we'll see. We'll and then this some later. stuff in the middle. Like, because <laughs> yeah. there's a big space there. And so and that's. And Iron Man falls over, doesn't he? He does fall over. I need to sort that out. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. um, also, been working on a follow up for my mini ITX case print. Mm-hmm. So I've done a version two that's a couple of centimeters taller. Okay. To help with the temperature? Whole, yes. And a whole lot more holes in the side oh, okay. to try and help in that regard. Yeah. It definitely helped. Like, games don't seem to get nearly as hot now, which is great, but still gets over 90 degrees Celsius in, like, prime 95. I don't know what this means, but okay. 
Yeah. Anyway, Watch long story video. short, <laughs> yeah. I've ordered a low-profile caller that's rated to a much higher TDP rating. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to install that this weekend, see if that helps. And then I'm going to do a follow-up video next weekend. So if you're interested in P- PC builds and stuff like that, then head over to our YouTube channel. We have a Hulk and you can maybe find it there next week. Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> we've also been working on our guest room. Mm-hmm. If anyone ever wants to stay over at Hulk HQ, <laughs> there is a spare room. <laughs> um, so we added a nice canvas of a lake. Yes. Did we mention that last time? Or has uh, that I, don't been know. Since? I don't know. I don't know. Been since, um, possibly. I think it was from Italy, actually, the canvas. It looks like it's from Canada, but it's actually Italy, which yeah, is surprising. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, and we've added a couple more pictures on the other walls. Yeah. So we before they were like very geeky things, <laughs> yeah. we had Captain America's shield. and uh, yeah, That was your first studio, Star. wasn't it? Yeah, this was my old office. Yes. And now we've kind of moved into the other room. So yes. that's more of a guest room and we're making it much more... Travelly, I suppose. Travelly, yeah, because yeah. we've got um, pictures of Amsterdam and Dubrovnik, yes. which is slightly related because Game of Thrones. Uh, but we've also got some nice pictures in there now, and your little cactus holders that you printed, the, yeah, three D printer. So that's another three D print. Yeah, which Found is pretty some, good. Found uh, some cool geometric planters on Thingiverse, so I printed those. I used like a copper coloured filament, but they just looked it looked brown. brown. Didn't <laughs> yeah. they? So I ended up actually gilding them with some copper leaf. D- d- co- copper leaf. Copper leaf. Copper leaf. <laughs> copper leaf. It, it looks, looks really much good. It looks yeah. right if I do say so myself. <laughs> oh. So that's pretty much what we've been doing, right? Mm, um, I have been also. I went to an unlimited screening without Chris because. Uh, yes. want to come. Uh, but funny story, they're normally eight o'clock, aren't they? Every single one we've been to in January has been eight o'clock. So I left eight because they keep putting all these stupid trailers and adverts on there. Oh, <laughs> unlimited. Yeah. It's like we, we're already unlimited people. Stop That's it. An unlimited screening, guys. <laughs> come yeah. on. So I was like, right, I'll skip those. I'll leave at eight. Should get there about ten past eight. Film kind of starts in the next five minutes. It'll be fine. Got there. The whole room was entirely dark. And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> oh. weird. I uh, looked at my ticket. It actually started at quarter to eight. <laughs> so uh, it was like, oh. Quarter so I must have. Yes. Oops. Uh, yeah. Also, been doing a lot of prep for my trade event at work, which is the hence why I'm ill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so lots of overtime and such. So, yeah. That's next just, weekend. Just one more so, week. Just one. I know. Exactly. And then it'll be done. Yes. And once it's done, we can all get give ourselves a pat on the back because <laughs> there's only been about three of us doing a, a whole trade event it's ridiculous anyway <laughs> yes. yes stressful times yes so um, what have you been watching then chris so tv wise deadly class yes so good if you haven't watched this yet please do go and check it out it's yeah. so so good very cool bit dark bit sort of murdery and stuff so if you're not into that kind <laughs> Actually, of thing i think this this episode or on episode four now i think if i remember yeah. rightly um this is the first one where it has got a little bit dark right yeah, maybe i mean the other ones have been sort of suggestive but this yeah. one things actually happen <laughs> true, right true. so it was like oh okay and it was like a bit of a breakfast, breakfast club club type deal yeah yeah but with killing good. and stabbing yeah <laughs> yes. killing and stabbing yes um yeah it's really good passage you've been watching this one yes well i i watched it with you but you were on your laptop most of the time <laughs> yeah it just wasn't grabbing it wasn't pulling oh, me in okay you know interesting i don't know what i don't know why I really like it actually. I I didn't think I would because you know when you the last thing we had with vampires was Twilight, right? <laughs> so when they were talking about vampires, I was like, uh oh. But actually, it's really good. It's based on a trilogy of books, I think. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm intrigued to read them. 
So, yes, we'll see. But, hmm. Yeah, it's still in its early stages. I think this is on episode four as well. There's still yet to the uh, kind of apocalypse to happen or whatever, the end of the world to happen, and vampires take over, I believe, is what happens. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing. But yeah, that's still yet to happen. Cool. So next, the big one, probably. The big one? Star Trek Discovery. Oh! Um, Yes. Oh, yeah. We listened to the um, Nurse Chatting's episode recently, didn't yes. we, about Star Star Trek? Yeah. It was really, really good. Really good. Really good. All about um, diversity and how it is quite a good metric for like how good the shows are. Mm. Nathan, because I think Nathan's the diehard Star Trek fan, right? If I Nate. remember. Nate, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, what I was gathering, he was talking a whole load about, uh, which is, there was a season, that a series I didn't watch at all. And he talked about that for a, a long time. And do you say something? Yeah, I feel like I need to kind of give yeah. that a go, maybe. I mean, I watched it all, but it wasn't one of my favourites. Okay. I think, yeah, for me, it was like, I didn't like that it was stationary, for one. Right. Because I like when they're going off and finding new species and stuff yeah. like that. Number two, I don't really like the Cardassians. Like, they're just really... <laughs> Every time he's saying yeah. that, I was like, Kim Kardashian? <laughs> I don't want the Kardashians. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I think there's there's undertones of like political stuff and things there. I don't well, know. Didn't, didn't he say someone was a Nazi or something? They are very Nazi-like, <laughs> right. these guys. Um, slightly worrying. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't one of my favourite ones. It was alright. I watched it all, so... <laughs> you watched it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Star Trek Discovery. So Disco Disco. Disco uh, Disco. Yeah. So we've had two episodes since we last talked about it. So three yes. and four. And they could not be any more different, right? So true. So the first two episodes of the season were great. We yes, both really enjoyed except those. Except for Star Trek Donut. Yeah. yeah. We'll there forgive a, them. Yeah, they that. had a couple of issues. <laughs> yeah. But then after watching episode three, I was like, just give me the first <laughs> yeah, two episodes. Exactly. I'll take that all day. <laughs> yeah. um, because the first, the third episode was just all about back to all the... the crap that was wrong with <laughs> season <laughs> with one, season essentially. Season one, yeah. Um, so it was the Klingons as well as the bad version Empress of person. yeah yeah what was it called Sector something as well Sector is it Sector thirteen or yeah, something? yeah you know the shady sort I mean, of that's, part of they've had that before yeah in previous Star Trek's I think so you kind of have to give that as a given if that makes sense but still it was a bit weird. it's just that character <laughs> yeah I don't, I'm, I'm happy with having that that part of the Federation involved mm-hmm. but it's just her character I don't I don't like I really liked her bit... when she was a you know the captain. <laughs> Right, in the like the yeah, very first episode. In the episode. first episode, but yeah. then it was yeah, that. Agreed. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Anyway, and Captain Pike is great and everything yes. and, and we're getting much more of the bridge crew and Which is good. Everything, yes. which is really and cool. And Tilly and what's his name? Saru? Saru? Yeah. Yes. And then episode four, I think, has been the best episode hands yeah. down so far of the show. Whatever. Mm. You know, um. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really good. I really yes. enjoyed it. Um, I like how they're kind of they. It feels a lot more sort of classic Trek as well, doesn't it? Because they're like. Um, there's new like alien life forms and things yeah. and more sciencey stuff yeah which I is think, good i think just some shows take a little while to find their feet you know yeah. and i'm i'm seeing some really good stuff in there and i think that they're gonna find it they're gonna work it out yeah and i think this episode was a good kind of template yes maybe yeah true also so. uh, they finally had the engineer from episode one right yeah <laughs> they rescued her i remember yeah. from from episode one and uh she finally appeared and i think she's gonna be a good addition she seems quite fun she does she does <laughs> quite sarcastic and yeah, let me yeah. blowtorch this, <laughs> yeah. this alien thing <laughs> yeah just using drills and stuff i <laughs> yeah. like that it was like whoa <laughs> 
So yeah, but um, talking about Star Trek, there was also, we watched episode four of The Orville. This was really good as well. I actually, I really, really enjoyed The Orville. As, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. How would you kind of... It's like Star Trek, but with a bit more kind of toilet humour. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> but it's more based on kind of like the next generation or something like that. It's got yeah. that kind of feel to it. They've even kind of used similar music and similar shots to make mm. it feel very similar. And in that regard, it's very nostalgic yeah but it does have like new elements to it and stuff which are fun yeah it's yeah. Enjo- it's an enjoyable show yeah i really enjoyed this episode as well i thought yeah. it was really good and it does deal with moral issues and stuff like that yes. like in this episode there was one of the people became an was actually an alien mm-hmm. not became an alien <laughs> which was interesting it's kind of like exploring also you know, the the whole plot from disco season one and one whole episode <laughs> Right, because the Klingon became a human. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that that was actually turning them into a different alien, which okay. was weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this one was all about pilot guy wants to be captain. Yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> so he can pick up women. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. No, um, it gets better. No, I really enjoy this episode. Uh, this episode, the series. I think it's really good. I yes, do like the sure. oil. Yeah, sure. The Umbrella Academy. Mm, so this is um, out Friday on Netflix. So we've yep. had some screeners. Thanks to the guys at Netflix. Um, so this is a like comic book adaptation. I think it's image. No, Dark Horse Comics. It was from Gerard Way. You know, from My Chemical Romance, yes. which is kind of interesting. So we've seen the first four or five episodes, and it's a bit timey wimey isn't it it's like they're kind of like family of superheroes yeah and one of them's a time traveler and they accidentally got caught in the future yes (laughs) and they've come back and um they find out like the end of the world's gonna happen and how are they gonna save it sort of thing with this really dysfunctional family yeah (laughs) so yeah what are you thinking about it so far i'm a bit torn on this one i i kind of like it but then i also i'm not sure about it yet that is weird (laughs) right yeah what about you I really like it. What are you? What is it that you're not sure on? I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Really? <laughs> <Honestly. laughs> that is really weird. Um, seems like my kind of subject matter. I don't know. Maybe it's like the editing or something is a bit slow or something like that. Oh, I, I feel like some of the characters aren't as good as the other characters. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and they spend a bit of time with them, and I'm like, oh, can we go and you know see the other characters sort of True. thing? True. <laughs> yeah, I really like the uh, druggy guy. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He was um, in. Sh- uh, I want to say Shameless. It's not Shameless. Misfits. Misfits. Yeah. Yes, he's really good, and I'm liking how that's developing with his kind of abilities. Yeah. Um, the new guys that just showed up, which are coming after Assassins. them, are really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they from the future? I think Assassins from Something the Future. Like yeah. It's a bit timey wimey, as I said. Yeah. It's kind um, of like X Men Days of Future Past in a way. But uh, also fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Some of it is. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to give it a chance because okay. I am I'm finding bits that I like in it and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, been continuing with The Office US. Yeah. Parkour. Yeah, parkour. 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 <laughs> Yeah. I've been waiting, what is it, five whole seasons for this. We're, yes. We've just, um, I think we're nearly finished season six out. But yeah, it finally came around, the first episode of season six. Chris had built this up so much. He was <laughs> like, you like need to watch this part. <laughs> yeah, it's right at the beginning, but it's so funny. <laughs> it was so worth it. <laughs> yeah, we've still got three seasons to go, I guess. I think, I think that's been nine, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get, we'll get through it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get through it. The other big one, I guess, is we finished Punisher Finally. How yes. long has it been? now um a long time a long time we <laughs> took many breaks yes. because at times it just got a bit much 
Yeah, a bit slow or something. Okay. What's your verdict on this one then? Well, it's a difficult one because some parts I really enjoyed, some parts were awful. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So if you take Jigsaw out of the equation and, you know, his like therapy lady, if you take that whole thing out, it would have been really good. Agreed. Just cut it down, make it half as long. Yeah. It only needed to be six or seven episodes. Exactly. Cut all the Jigsaw stuff out. Yes. The other bad guy... What much even more was his name? <laughs> I don't even know, but it was much more interesting. Um, <laughs> the oh, it was guy John with the hat. Or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the super religious guy. Yeah. Hmm. Like, he, anyway, he found uh, out, I think he was like, was he part of a Nazi group beforehand or something? I don't know. Yeah, but other than that, I think, yeah, it was good. But there were, some of it was a bit too much for me. E- like, even for me, which I laugh at, you know, it, Okay. people's heads off the punishing yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah some of it was just too too much and i was a bit like oh too graphic yeah mm. i know i know it's the punisher i don't know how ridiculous that sounds coming from me yeah that it should be like that but yeah i don't know what what did you think i thought it was fine yeah i thought, <laughs> I thought it was fine <laughs> i thought it was good i thought all the yeah the fighting and stuff was cool um i yeah. love all the punishing you know yeah. that's what you want to see in punishing yeah, yeah, bad exactly. people i guess yeah I've got to say the end scene was good. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it was like, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, there were some good bits and bad bits. Yeah. It was okay, but I'm assuming it's gone now, isn't it? So They haven't announced anything, which is surprising, because well, like Daredevil, as soon as that came out, it was like, right, that's going. Yeah. And they haven't said anything yet, so that is a bit weird. Hmm. hmm we'll see. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Film-wise. Hmm. We've just seen the two movies that we're about to review. Obviously, so. yes. And that's it, really. Uh, I saw If Beale Street Could Talk. All oh, right. That was the unlimited screening that I saw by ah, myself. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> I nearly fell asleep in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel really bad because this this is one of the films that had had loads of like really good praise, critical acclaim, and had loads of nominations for things. But for me, it was just so slow. This is part of what's wrong with film and critics in general yeah for me, and that, award seasons and things yeah. i mean visually it was so it was really really good i'll give them that and the um the performances were good and there was a good story hidden in there but there were some scenes that were you know when they film them sl- uh, like slow-mo and and mm. it's all creative and <laughs> it's just a bit too pretentious yeah and, and i was yeah. like oh okay come on it didn't have that it was a monday night so i was like super <laughs> tired but i don't know they it just felt really drawn out in a yeah. way yeah anyway Fair sorry Fair enough. sorry guys <laughs> yeah i mean not everyone can love everything right so it's true fine. yeah uh the only other thing <clears throat> is i've been playing kingdom hearts 3 mm. which i've been waiting for for many many a year <laughs> you have and you haven't played it very much which i haven't me. i'm taking my time with it you know i might play some more i might play some more today okay but yeah i'm liking it so far i'll wait to give my final verdict on it Ooh. i think yes but toy story world was great that was a really fun <laughs> yeah. one um yeah i'm liking it it feels a lot more sort of uh, theatric, theatrical. Is that the right word? There's a lot um, more film stuff in there, isn't there? Like, I mean, it's always it felt like... been quite cutscene heavy. Well, true, fair. but it felt like you had the whole film tangled in there. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, usually <laughs> it's a bit more and... sort of a side thing yeah. rather than the full story of a <laughs> film. But yeah. yeah, so spoilers for Tangled. If uh... oh, also, <laughs> um, Six Nations have been on on as well. Oh uh, yes, and that's been good. Um, yeah. It'll be, well, by the time this will come out, it, it would have been England versus France. But I'm going to watch England versus France later, so I'm looking forward to that. Woo-hoo. And we actually won against Ireland. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, on to the reviews. On to the reviews. There were dragons when I was a boy. Where they went, 
only a few know. Our story changed the world forever. How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World, was released in UK cinemas on the 1st of February 2019. This was directed by Dean DeBloy, and the synopsis is, When Hiccup discovers Toothless isn't the only Night Fury, he must seek the hidden world, a secret dragon utopia before a higher tyrant named Grimmel finds it first. So Chris, what did you think of the film going, what were your pre-feelings of the film, and then your initial thoughts coming out? Right, well, I love the House Strange Dragon films, so I was looking forward to this one, although I'd heard it was a little bit sad, so I had my defences up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, coming out of the film... I loved it. Great film. Super heartwarming. Decent story. Yeah. What about you? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Same as you. Absolutely the fir- loved the first two films. One of my favourite animated series, hands down, because their friendship's just so sweet, isn't yes. it? So good. Yeah. Same as you, though. I spent most of the film worrying if I was going to cry, especially as we saw it with other people. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh no. For me, though, I thought the first two thirds of the film felt very familiar and a bit safe. Mm. Um, if you've seen our one minute review you've probably already heard this but i kind of would have preferred them to try something maybe a little bit different yeah i see what you're saying yeah but yeah obviously the last part was really fitting heartwarming ending so yeah performances what did you think so it's the friendship like you said it's the friendship between hiccup and toothless that really defines this film for me Mm -hmm. these films it's just so pure and honest which I feel is quite rare in TV and film at the moment. Yeah. I think the side characters are cool as well. They all have unique individual traits and stuff, and it adds a lot of flavour to the movies, Um, and including the dragons, of course. Like, they each have their own flavour, too. (laughs) Flavour? Flavour. The new bad guy, I think he's interesting enough. Pretty classic bad guy character, but yeah. That's that's pretty much what I think, (laughs) character-wise. What about you? Yeah, I just thought great voice cast across the board. Yeah. The characters are, you know, the same ones from the first and the second yeah. film. Yeah. Um, as you said, they all have their own kind of characteristics. I yeah. like some more than others. Yeah. Uh, in our little warm review, we did say how Roughnut and Toughnut were a little bit annoying. I think we left that out in the end, actually. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay, yeah. To they're they're slightly minute. annoying. <laughs> Um, but it was more inter- it was interesting to see a bit more of his mum actually from the second film yeah. and how she kind of played a part I really loved her dragon as well I thought yes. that was great it was really sad about you know the whole dad thing though yeah yeah. but it was nice with the they balanced it with the flashbacks and stuff yeah for sure yeah. I mean it had some some good messaging in there I think yes, yes. story then okay yeah like I alluded to in the, my initial thoughts um, it did feel very similar to like the second film because in the second film they found the mother didn't they and this sort of secretive world with full of yeah. dragons and things it just feels a little bit done at this point doesn't it it yeah. does yeah but then we also had that other other sort of plot about growing up becoming who you're meant to be sort of thing that felt very lion king-esque mm. as well i don't know what you thought but overall very fitting ending but also quite bittersweet yes agreed. Uh, so yeah a bit of a tough one really yeah i think i think yeah that the whole finding the hidden world thing was a bit done but Toothless' storyline was great. Yeah. And it's just sad how Toothless and Hiccup get somewhat separated. Mm. And yeah, it's just really heartwarming. And the end is great. And the decision that the Vikings made at the end is a really powerful one, Mm. I found. And uh, one that we could all learn from. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Okay, so visuals. Visuals, yeah. Great animation, as we've come to expect from DreamWorks and these films, really. Yeah. That's pretty much what I could say about it, I think. Okay. I love the visuals in The Hidden World. That's true. I thought they were really good. <laughs> <laughs> slightly forgot that, Chris. Yeah. Um, I just love the different designs of the dragons as well. I think yeah. how they do them is really, really well done and very creative. And how they all look so different as well. And they introduce this new little dragon species. I don't know the name of it, no. but it's hilarious it they're is, like yeah. tiny little ones and the one of the older chieftains or something um yep. he's like it's like a curse sort of thing <laughs> and whenever he sees it there's like more of them <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they're like gremlins in a way yeah. what are they called from star trek the little fluffy things uh, triffles trif- yeah triples 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 maybe yes yes triples triples uh yeah and that they're, they're, that's really funny look out for them and yeah there's another dragon species in Involved, I think I think it's possibly one of the biggest dragons I've seen, yeah. and that's really cool. So I do yes. really like the different designs yeah. of that, Christopher. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Also, they have some really fantastical flying sequences. I think they're really, really well done. Yeah. And we have the new light flur- flurry, <laughs> McFlurry. <laughs> I can't speak today. Sorry. Yeah, we have a light fury who was very, very pretty. Yeah. I d- how else do you describe? Yeah. Very sparkly, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did she have much character? Well, not really, but she was just like an introduction. Was wasn't she, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I kind of want to say something else, but I don't want to spoil it. So yeah. um, look I out like for I might have said too much something. already. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, it was weird to see, like, if you compare it from the first film to this film, like the look of Hiccup, like yeah. he's super changed, doesn't he? He's got almost like a beardy thing yeah. and more hair and oh <laughs> sad it's like he's growing up <laughs> and then it just reminds you also you're getting old so that's nice like, <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> so yeah rounding this off uh, how would you rate this then chris uh i just loved it great message super heartwarming two thumbs up for me yeah gotta agree definitely two thumbs up i would very highly recommend this film indeed okay so on to the second one once Everything was awesome. Now, everything is bleak. Hey, Lucy. I brought you coffee. Coffee. The bitter liquid that provides the only semblance of pleasure left in these dark times. Oh, my goshness. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? So the Lego Movie 2, the second part, was released in UK cinemas on the 8th of February. Directed by Mike Mitchell and written by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who are absolutely fantastic with animated films. They also did Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse, so kind of bow down to them now. (laughs) As the synopsis is, it's been five years since everything was awesome and the citizens are facing a huge new threat. Lego Duplo invaders from outer space wrecking everything faster than they can rebuild. So Chris, five years on from the first film, how are your pre-feelings of the film and then your initial thoughts coming out so i remember not rating the first one very highly (gasps) really do you remember reviewing that one maybe i mean i really liked it but yeah i think (laughs) i think mostly because i found that song kind of on constant repeat was quite annoying (laughs) grating for you um honestly i don't remember much about that film now so maybe oh. I need to give it another chance. Well, we, or maybe we've that's... kind of had uh, like a Batman since then as yes. well. So that's probably the, the one you can remember more, maybe? True. That one brought me around a bit, I think. Oh, and okay. so, although I didn't like the story in that too much either. <laughs> right. um, you got to prefix this. Chris isn't a huge animated fan. Generally speaking. Yes, no, except for Pixar and How to Train a Dragon. Like the really good Studio quality Dibley. ones, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked the, the humour in Lego Batman and I liked... 
the trailer for this one. So I was kind of looking forward to it, you know? And then my immediate response kind of coming out was that it was good. Yeah. And I liked it at the start. And then maybe it kind of went downhill a bit for me. (laughs) Okay. And yes, maybe the story led it down a little bit. Right. That's fair. I think that's fair. I, yeah, really loved the first one. And I did like everything is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And I really loved the Lego Batman movie. But I remember we reviewing that and saying we absolutely loved the character, but the story was a bit iffy. Yeah. (laughs) Like the second half. I wondered whether this was kind of kind of hold up to the first two films in a way. But yeah, coming out of the film, uh, I just had such a fun time. I think if you leave your brain at the door and then you go in with popcorn and you just want something to like forget everything that's going on (laughs) in the real world. It's such a good film for that. Um, Really enjoyed the new music. I thought that was really great. Um, Love some of the new characters. But yeah, the story was perhaps a bit thin. Yes. Maybe more sort of towards children, this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Okay, so performances. So I do like Emmett. He's just this constantly optimistic guy, isn't he? And he won't let the world get him down, which I think is a good message. I think we all need an Emmett in our lives, don't we? We we all need to be a bit more Emmett-like, yeah. Yeah, and his lady friend was pretty great too. I like that she was acknowledging that about yeah. him and she was she was kind of commenting on at one point how we're all expected to give up on anything fanciful or joyful as we get older which is <laughs> yeah. utter BS exactly. honestly I felt the Duplo aliens with the toddler voices were one of the best part of this movie <laughs> it was so cute and I kind of wish it had continued along that line okay and just been because you were saying it was kind of a mindless movie but I felt that I would have preferred it more mindless and I feel like they were pushing the uh anyway that story um <laughs> Yeah, I didn't find any of the other characters particularly compelling in this one, to be honest. Okay. They're all kind of a bit surface, maybe. Yeah. I don't right. know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> what about you? Same as you, though. Uh, I thought just a great voice cast. I love Emmett. He's so sweet. Yeah. I love all the little cameos, too. Like, we had Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill back, so they were Superman and Green Lantern. I uh, thought they yeah. were so funny. And there's always that thing with the whole Green Lantern, isn't there? Wait for me, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Will Arnett's Batman. He almost nearly stole it from me for this one again. Though mm. it was really funny. I don't think he was as strong in this one. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. feel like he had as much to do in this right. one, though, he possibly. Yeah. The main focus was Emmett and... Um, yeah. What's her name? I, I want to say know. Lucy, but I don't think... Is it Lucy? It's Lucy. I don't know. Sure. I thought it was brilliant getting uh, Richard IOAD as ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. But still, Unikitty is one of my favourites, though. Still <sighs> so great. I love Unikitty. Do you not? Just I mean, when they were like, they put raisins in things. Like, I, I feel like they were just a bit too side character in this they were they yeah, seemed like they were she, sidelined yeah a bit. it is true i think they Batman definitely wasn't really doing much he wasn't really thinking on his own too much although he doesn't really <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> there was still that whole really funny um rivalry between him and superman as well wasn't yeah yeah, there? yeah. yeah that's true <laughs> yeah i feel like they kind of forego some of the characters in favor of like yeah. the real world situation and emmett yeah. and lucy maybe which is a shame but i still like that they're there um but they kind of out a little bit underused as you said yes so story that that's a nice segue there into real world (laughs) things what did you think of the story yeah so like i said i like the duplo aliens at the start but i felt like it it lost its way a bit from there it went too far into the real world for me Um, it was a nice reveal at the end of the first one i feel i can't remember exactly what happened but i feel like (laughs) that was the case um well it was all about just should we go into it super quickly so it was about was it mr business wasn't it and mr business was will ferrell and he ended up being the dad 
And the dad didn't want the kid to play with the Lego because he was more of a sort of collector and builder. And he just wanted them to stay in certain ways. Whereas, you know, the kid came along and he wanted to be a bit more creative. Okay, but that was all done within the Lego universe in yeah. during the film. Yeah, true. And so there were like metaphors and stuff going on whereas yeah. i feel like that wasn't the case it was one. very blatant in this yes. one they used yeah. sort of, they did sort of come up with words to say it so what was it um uh a mama geddon or oh, mama geddon <laughs> yeah. yeah their sister system <laughs> yeah. their dry uh, system i, I did <laughs> that think that was, was good, good. But yeah <laughs> not okay. sure not okay sure. <laughs> yeah i just feel like it was a bit heavy-handed with that whole message yeah kind of bugged me as well that they went for two very stereotypical kids like a boy playing with his desolate wasteland and a girl <laughs> playing with her party island wedding thing yeah <laughs> you know it's just a bit obvious so yeah i did like it but ultimately i think the story fell a bit flat for me the songs were kind of just as annoying <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but at least there was more of them true and i like that they changed everything is awesome towards the end so that it made a bit more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, not meaning this to be underhanded, but possibly my favourite part was the credits. <laughs> <laughs> they were really well done, though. Really yeah, creative. really, really well yeah, done. Yeah. The song was great. The song the was really song good. in the movie. Yeah, true. And the whole setup that they had for that was really cool. So that was probably my favourite part. Okay. Um, and then the part with the Jubilee Islands and yeah. then the rest of the movie. <laughs> it so, was so cute, though, weren't they? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant it's... but they were like bombs brilliant i wish they just had that for the whole yeah. movie and... i like how they sort of they kept the whole bit from the first film where they were like pew 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 and they were yeah, flying yeah. things and they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they just had like <laughs> chugging across the yeah, screen like, that was good so i yeah. liked how they kept those elements in there yeah that's more I feel like that's more kind of visuals and stuff. But uh, okay. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. What, so what do you think about story then? Oh, well, I liked the start a lot yeah. more than a, than the reveal, if that makes sense. Yes, so agreed. it's five years later on following the attack of the Duplos, which right. is hilarious in itself. Bricksburg's been destroyed and now we've got like a Mad Max sort of yeah, yeah. style town. Apocalypse style. Apocalypse style town. And I thought that was really good. I thought that was really, really good um, and really creative like with the visuals. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I really liked that part. Uh, and then it went a bit weird. They went to space um, yeah. on like a party island and then yeah. it kind of lost it for me a little bit there. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't really sure what angle they were kind of going for the story. And then you had this new character who was a lot like Emmett, which was a bit weird. He was pretty much... They were kind of taking the mick out of Chris Pratt, right? Because they had all the raptors and yeah, they were like yeah. hidden under this baby <sighs> fat. <laughs> From like, because obviously, if you were a fan of Chris Pratt, you would have seen him in um, Parks and Rec, where yep. he was a little bit chubbier, right? And then he became like really thin for God, not thin, but bulky for Guardians of the Galaxy. And I yeah. just kind of like how they were kind of taking the mink. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, but yeah. the the character was a bit odd. It didn't kind of fit with the the no, story i yeah, thought I yeah but yeah same as you i didn't find it as captivating once they went to space yeah and they kind of explored the real world a little bit more yes agreed so yeah i wasn't not 100 percent sure but it was it was still really fun yeah i thought so but yeah as i said before a bit more geared towards kids yeah and i just think they pushed their message a little bit too strong yeah. and it kind of took me out of it because i feel like the the strength of it is just that fun kind of lego interactions thing yeah but they just brought it too much into the real world, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> Visuals. 
Visuals. Yeah, we kind of already talked about this, but um, yeah, I like like all the little bits, like when the alien spaceship came and it was like, bloop, 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 scanning, <laughs> bloop, bloop, <laughs> scanning. And then all the, yeah. And the, yeah, like we said, the scenes where the spaceship is going somewhere and they just, it looks like a kid is moving it across the screen <laughs> yeah. or it's on a piece of string or something like that. It's quite nice. Just sudden change of perspective, which kind of, it does something in your brain, doesn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. that's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it had, it had, a, it had some clever ideas in there, you know? Yeah. What about you? <laughs> He's staring at me like, come on, please help. Um, I love the combination of like the Lego pieces and the Duplo pieces. Like yeah. as as a visual, that yeah. was just kind of... Because it, obviously it took you out a little bit because Duplo is so much more basic than Lego, right? right. But I like. But then the it's mix. the toddler that has the Duplo yeah, and it makes exactly. sense. And it's like, it, it's an obvious way of saying like, this is this one is faction kid. versus the other <laughs> yeah. faction kind of thing, which is it makes sense mm. visually. And the, just, yeah, the whole little stars, they were just so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, so cute. <laughs> the little hearts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I really loved the raptors as well. I thought they were funny. <laughs> they were like fun. how they were talking, but what they were saying was just, <laughs> just yeah. hilarious. Just completely um, unraptor-like. Yeah, it? exactly. I also, as I said before, I loved the Mad Max Fury Road vibe at the start. I mean, the cats, do you remember the cats from the first one when they were all walking uh, out yeah. and they were like Timmy and Tommy and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, Thrasher. <laughs> but, or yeah, they all yeah. changed the names and they look different. <laughs> but he still hated. There was still one where they hated each other. That was yeah, quite yeah, funny. Yeah. The vehicles as well that they had when they were in the apocalyptic sort of style thing was yeah. really good. And I also loved how Batman had like you know the tires as like shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that was that was quite well done. I thought, and I, I kind of wish they would have explored that a little bit more. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. okay, so. Okay. Rating, <laughs> Rating then. You go. One and a half thumbs up, I think, okay. for this one. Okay, yeah, one for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I enjoyed the look and some of the humour, and it, I, I think some of it was great, but then some of it was a bit flat, so. Okay. Yeah, one thumbs up. Bit of a mixed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's completely fair. I kind of, I liked what they were trying to do. Yeah. I think, but I don't think it quite worked quite and paid pay off. off. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But I liked how they still kept most of the elements from the first film and Lego Batman and, you know, the some most of the characters as well. You know, they had Justice League and Wonder Woman and yeah. um, a knockoff Mary Poppins. <laughs> that was a bit bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, some great voice casts as well. Uh, just some new additions too, like Richard Iowady. I liked the music, but as you said, that the best bit of music mm. was at the end. But yeah. definitely check check out that credit sequence yeah, yeah it's really that because it's yeah. it's good okay that's it then yeah job done okay next <laughs> this school trains creative problem solvers to master the deadly arts meet marcus the new rat welcome to king's dominion brain check on the celebration you're at the bottom of the food chain like us so our interview with this week is with Taylor Hickson. She was briefly in Deadpool mm-hmm. and she is now in Deadly Class as Petra. Very cool. Yes. Hope you enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. So she's part of the rats, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. So they're so what are they kind of classed as? They're the ones who don't really have heritage. Right. Is that right? So it's a very kind of um, Hogwartsian style school, <laughs> yeah. this one. And the ones with heritage, they consider themselves like pure blood kind of yeah, things, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And they all have their own families. Yeah, so they're like from the FBI or they're from um, like certain gangs and things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like legacies. That's the word. Legacies. Yeah. So they've there been there for like hundreds of years or whatever, going to the school. Whereas the rats are, you know, people that have actually earned their way there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which somehow is best. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting so far. Really yes. enjoying it. So hope you enjoy this one, guys. Yeah. 
Uh, so first question, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your backstory, your character Petra at all for Deadly Class? Uh, so they will reveal my backstory a bit more uh, in the upcoming episodes, but Petra was born into a death cult that her parents are both in. And so she basically had to raise herself and look after herself. And um, that was her only responsibility. And she she um, uh, was rescued from, from the death cult uh, at a fairly, fairly young age from what I understood. Um, and a lot of the rats also were rescued from the streets or broken families, often seeking refuge or a place they feel they can belong to. Nice. So she's part of the rats because there's lots of different groups in Deadly Class, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, so what was the interview like for the show? Because it's a bit of a bizarre one, isn't it? Because obviously you're like teenage assassins. So I was actually booked off of one self-tape and myself and Siobhan were one of the first cast to be put in place. So we didn't understand much about the caliber of the project or uh, who was behind it. Um, my agent and I, uh, well, my agent explained to me that it was just a little pilot or something that we could kick off before the new year because we shot this in 2017. And we thought it was just this little project that sci-fi was doing. We didn't understand that the Russo <laughs> brothers were behind it or something. But, so uh, I was actually cast off of one self-tape, and I believe it was actually a cast for Brandy. Or, uh, oh. it, was, it was an audition for Brandy. And yeah, and I think they they took one look at my audition. They're like, nope, she's not Brandy. But um, Miles, uh, one of the producers and writers, explained to me that he said, we just saw that you possessed um, something that we liked. And uh, we took a jump and hired you as Petra. Yeah, I mean, definitely very different to Brandy, right? (laughs) Entirely different. Polar opposite. So, did you read the graphic novel after you got the part? Because as soon as I watched the first episode, I've just bought the first graphic novel. Oh, I did. Yes, they were the so shortly after booking. I think uh, NBC or, or Sony. I think they sent us up some uh, some of the comics, and then shortly after uh, the pilot, they sent us up the full the full series. But uh, yeah, they did send it to us, and I, I've never done anything in the. 80s and that's been a dream of mine or based off of um a a graphic novel i've done a a small thing based off of a book but um never never a graphic novel or comic so that wasn't really it wasn't really my forte i didn't know much about it but it was such an engaging read it it definitely opened of of comics and graphic novels for me it's there's nothing like it (laughs) I, i i'm starting to starting to get the hype around comics Nice, yeah. And I mean, did you feel like a sort of sense of responsibility in a way? Because it's got quite a big fan base, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. We we Rick was not only adamant that we were so authentic to the eighties, but it's it's a huge responsibility bringing ink to screen and and making it um, not come off try hard or tacky or you know we wanted these characters to feel like real people. Uh, and these are also pieces of Rick's life. So this is it was a very delicate, delicate project to, to bring to screen. Definitely. And how much 80s music did you have to listen to to kind of get into the era? So the production team would send us playlists sort of um, tailoring to whatever group we were in oh, and what nice. they think that we would, we would have do at that time. Yeah, so they sent us up a bunch of The Cure and and. Smith and a lot of this stuff I was already familiar with because uh, my dad is a huge rock and roll fan and I grew up in a very musical home. Um, so a lot of it I was familiar with, but Bauhaus and stuff was definitely new territory for me. <laughs> but uh, we really loved getting it. It really helped us get it into character. 
definitely. And I mean, how much, how long does it take to actually get into the character is in like makeup and costume? So during the beginning, we actually tried a bunch of different wigs that we felt didn't fit the character. And we tried different looks and different things with the eyeliner. And our, my character was a very hard one to nail because if, um, in the comics, she sort of resembles Saya. Sometimes you have to double take as to which which one of us it is. <laughs> yeah. And there are little giveaways. But I wanted, we wanted her to stay true to the comics, but also feel aesthetically separate from Saya. So... She, we we took a, we pulled pieces from Susie Sue and um, it's it's not an easy look to nail. So at the beginning we were it took about three hours of hair and makeup with the wigging to to get me ready. Wow! And uh, towards the end it was close to one and a half or two once we got in the rhythm. That's crazy. And I mean, when you told your friends and family you're in this and they saw it, were they? That's not you. <laughs> They, they didn't. I said, I said, tell me which one is me, and they're like, I didn't, I didn't see you in it. <laughs> I had to rewind and show them. Wow. Yeah, they didn't recognize the trailer. <laughs> That's a bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so fun though. It's so much fun. I, I think I walked around the entire premiere, and um, people were walking up to me and saying, "What, well, what did you think of the show?" Like, well, I'm in it, so I've seen it maybe 57 times. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people didn't recognize. I was a total cameo. It was yeah. great. <laughs> so what should be in your favorite part to film for the series because it seems like you've got such a fun cast yeah so for production it would be titled 107 but for you guys i'm pretty sure it's episode eight so it's definitely um the scene sort of last ongoing throughout the entire episode but it's it's a scene with myself and jack gillett and liam james uh it, it's it's one of the most crude scenes I've ever shot in my life and probably the funniest. We had the most fun with it. Uh, I'm so excited for you guys to see it. And, um, it's, that's definitely been the highlight for me of this series. <laughs> right. Because we've just seen episode two and it had it was the party and it had the uh, KGB guy naked running around. <laughs> it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun too. Sean, Sean was um, feeding me pickup lines where you can see when Liam and Lana are looking over at us, Sean's talking to me and he's feeding me pickup lines and I had to keep a straight face and they were so funny. It was like he, he memorized all of these out of uh, like some joke book or something and they were the, the best pickup lines I've ever heard. I can't even recall any of them. But the, the sort of the running joke of the party is that every time you see Sean's character or Victor, he's wearing one less article of clothing until he's completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> You just literally just broke Benny's heart, right? I'm I'm really hoping that there's going to be more to you guys coming up in the series. Oh, there's so much more that happens. And he's my favorite character. He's my favorite person to, like, me and Liam are, are very close. And uh, I, I really love our on-screen chemistry. Um, I'm so excited for, for the audience to follow our story. <laughs> it makes me, makes me sad. Yeah, there, there's a lot of heartbreaking moments. And that one killed me. <laughs> I bet you felt so bad doing that, didn't you? I got you? so mad at yeah, I got so mad at the writers. I was like, "What's wrong with you? This is evil." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to sort of justify for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, gotta ask, what's it like working with people like Henry Rollins and Benedict Wong? Oh my God, I- I'd say both of them are fantastic storytellers. Uh, Benedict has such an incredible energy. He just he's um he he always comes out with us, you know, and we'll, we'll go to the bars. He's just so chill, so grounded down to earth. So just a real person. And he's just so sweet. Like the kindest, just so sweet. Like he's just a big bear. Um, and Henry Rollins is just so, he's 
so much, his, his thought process is so intricate and he's just holds himself in such a uh, noble way. I don't know. He, he, he opens his mouth to speak and you just like your eyes go grow twice in size and you just, you can't help but listen. He's such an incredible storyteller. He's, he's lived a, a crazy life. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Deadly Class isn't your first comic book outing, is it? Because you, you appeared in uh, the first Deadpool film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Technically, um, I was yes, but um, this is my this is my first um, character where you know I really got to read in depth, and she has a an arc and an, an entire storyline. So yeah, gra- it's my first graphic novel for sure. Yeah. Um, how would you think? How would you say Deadpool would fare against the Deadly Class gang? <laughs> um, honestly. I think they'd be friends. Oh. <laughs> They're both anti-heroes. True. Um, actually, one of our instructors quite reminds me uh, of Deadpool. He he has that that sort of wit and um, that bite to him, and just that little twinge of insanity. Um, so yeah, I think you'll be introduced to him over the next couple episodes. But he's he's my favorite instructor. I didn't personally get a chance to work with him, but he did such a fantastic job with the character. I think uh, a Scorpio Slasher. Okay, is, interesting. Is what his name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's incredible. Nice. <laughs> so what can we look forward to seeing from you and the gang in the rest of the season? Oh, so much happens. I mean, for for my character personally, I think you see her come out of her shell more. Um, she just works so hard on bottling up her feelings that you just see it slowly start to come out and she starts to trust people and I, I think she doesn't like it and it bothers her and it hurts her. Because feelings are too real, and that's why she ran from Billy in the first place. Ooh. I think she she down that she cares for him. She just doesn't know. She hasn't figured out her feelings for him yet, and that's why she runs because she knows Victor is just he's the hookup. You know, he's he and he can give her legacy status, and she wants a place to feel like she belongs. Um, but my favorite. My favorite thing out of out of season one for me is, is Billy and and uh, how Petra and Billy grow together yeah definitely i'm really looking forward to that because it the thing, really interesting thing about daily class is not everyone seems to be who they actually are no not at all at all like every everyone all the fans in the pilot were like oh you guys are following stereotypes but that's the thing is the season the season the the message of of it was these characters breaking out of these stereotypes these roles that they were forced into by higher patriarchy we're breaking out of these roles, so um, it's it's really interesting to watch all these characters that you think you have pinned. They're nothing like you think they are. Definitely. And final question: um, Are you working on anything else at the moment that we can look forward to seeing you in? Uh, I did uh, a pilot for Freeform, so we're just waiting on an announcement for that. But um, yeah, that one that one was uh, yeah for Freeform, and uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell produced that along with Elliot Lawrence. Nice. The writer. So that was um yeah, it's, it's about a um it's about I don't know how to explain this in, in, in like a few sentences, but um it's basically a militarized witch pilot. So it takes place in a modern day America where the military is comprised of witches that are conscripted at, at the age of eighteen because they made a deal with the government during the um Salem witch trials that if they stopped killing their people, the witches would go to war for them. And that okay. idea sort of caught on globally. And um, so now all the military is comprised of witches. And so it sort of follows this group of girls through their training and through war. Wow. That's pretty intense then. <laughs> yeah. 
very interesting premise. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. But yeah, all, all characters that come from such different backgrounds and some are prideful to be there and some resent being there and um, some are happy to leave home just to be out on their own. It's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see all the characters come together. They did a really, really great job with the writing. I said it's called Motherland, by the way. Motherland, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, so where can the fans find you on social media? Uh, if you just Google me, I think most of it should come up from what I know. But um, I think it's Taylor.Hickson on Instagram. Just Taylor Hickson on Twitter from what I know. And I think I think I have a Facebook page. I don't use it very often. But um, definitely my most, my most top two used would be Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for your time, Nicola. So our competition last time was upgrade on DVD, two copies yeah. to give away. So we're just going to announce our two winners of our mat. So first up, the first winner is Dean Conley at DM Connor eighty four, and next we've got <laughs> I am Jack's regular regular musings. So at I am Jack's musings. So we'll ask you guys. We'll put it on Twitter. Who's won? And yep. then we'll uh, ask you to DM us your address so we can send that to you. Yes, well done. Yay! So thanks everyone <laughs> for entering that competition. Really yes. good film as well. So really hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, loved it. Great, great film. Um, yeah, did you, did you announce the next competition? I think you did, right? Yeah, I said in the intro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Doom Patrol is out soon. So we're giving away a side pop of Cyborg. Mm-hmm. The Justice League version. <laughs> yeah. So um, by Ray Fisher. So right. I actually met him at London Film and Comic Con last year. And he was the nicest guy ever. Really, cool. really nice. And um, it's a shame he's not had his like solo film yet. Yeah. Because that would have been quite go good. Ahead with I don't now? know. You never know with Warner Brothers. Because they announce all these like loads and loads of films, but they never actually happen. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> anyway, last time I spoke to him, he said that he hasn't heard anything else. So that's that's a real shame. Sad, yeah, because yeah, he is really nice. So hopefully, Warner Brothers, I know you listen. <laughs> I mean, please. Aquaman was a success, right? Yeah, that is true. So hopefully, yeah. Also, crossed. we uh, we still haven't had the Flash solo film yet, which is weird. Yeah. Because Ezra Miller was great as a Flash. Really great. Yeah. So come on, guys. <laughs> Get your way. We're getting together. a Birds of Prey film, another Harley Quinn one. God. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the other characters are great, and I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. But I mean, I'm done with Harley Quinn. I don't know about you. Maybe it's because we yeah. go to conventions and everyone's Harley Quinn, <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's probably why they do <laughs> probably. it. Probably. Anyway, yes. So we'll have a, a similar as upgrade competition. We'll have a post on Twitter. All you need to do is follow us and retweet that post yes. to enter, and then we'll announce the new winners on the next competition. So in two weeks, next competition, next podcast. In two yes. weeks. So you've yes. got two weeks to enter. So good luck, everybody. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Really hope you enjoyed this episode well, as much as you can with me spluttering away. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to get in touch with us on on social media uh how do they go about doing that then chris so uh we're on twitter forward slash we have a whole pod as well as instagram and facebook forward Indeed. slash we Indeed. have a whole pod yeah yeah you want to check out any of my new videos and stuff 3d printing rubbish <laughs> <laughs> that's on youtube forward slash we have a hulk we have a hulk mm-hmm. Remember the dot com. <laughs> we also have our blog. Mm-hmm. We have hulk.co.uk where Nicola has been slogging away, <laughs> yes. uploading all sorts of reviews and awesome stuff. 
So check that out. Okay, so next week, not next week, I keep doing this. Yeah. You know, next time is episode. Is that the right saying? I don't know. Next fortnight's episode doesn't really work. It doesn't have that ring, does it? No. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) next episode. episode, um, There's not actually that much coming out in the way of films. Mm. We've just been having a look. So there's The Kid Who Would Be King, which we saw a trailer for and you thought, actually, that looks looks quite good. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. Um, we've also got On the Basis of Sex, which does look quite good, I think, but it's possibly not the type of film we usually sort of review. Maybe. 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 but also Instant Family, which we've already seen. That comes out on Valentine's Day. And yes. we really enjoyed. I don't know if we... did we Have we spoken we, about we, this? We spoke, yeah, we did okay. about it briefly yeah. in right. our hook. <laughs> Topics? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is going really well. Um, yeah, so also A Private War, but that seems very serious. It's still sort of awards kind of film mm. time, isn't it? So, hmm, mm. we'll see. So either, yeah, we talk about that kind of film. Sure. That we've listed, or we just talk about Doom Patrol, which yeah. which which will, I think the first two episodes would have been out by the next time. Yeah. So hopefully, I loved I loved them in uh, Titan. So yeah, I really enjoyed hopefully. that. Hopefully, so. there've been a couple of recasting though, which is strange. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Which ones? So you know the oh the the, the like the um the guy that was the doctor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. It's, um, what's his name? Timothy Dalton now, you know, from Penny mm. Treadful. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. It seemed fine, but mm. yeah, fine, <laughs> fine. You know, Jack and the Geek Talk actually asked this because I put a new poster up and they're like, hey, he looked different. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I Googled it and there's there doesn't seem to be any sort of actual reason for mm. it. Like, because normally maybe... you get like scheduling conflicts or something, but. I mean, sometimes you, I think they have to, they film a pilot right yeah. and then they have to get it approved kind of thing and i think True. that process takes quite a long time so maybe just things changed you know yeah. also we have the new edition of cyborg so that'll be interesting to see like a tv version of him he doesn't look quite as like metallic-y as the film so okay. that'll be interesting yeah but yeah really excited to see that so probably be talking about that next episode probably but maybe not we'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, surprise. Yeah, so once again, thank you so much for listening. If you're a returning listener, then we love you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much. And if you're a first-time listener, I sincerely apologise for yeah. <laughs> how many bubbles I too made. Bad. Maybe check yes. out a different episode, so Maybe. you can like that one more, and then <laughs> yeah. subscribe. True. There we go. All right, so thank you so much for listening, and hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.